Hey guys, this is Andrew, and I'm shooting a podcast here. This episode was done in Gary V's office in New York City, and we're talking about the subject Money Is with Gary Vaynerchuk. Two thousand ten, I think you just released Crush It. I read the book when you're on vacation. Read the book. I go out, do the podcast, follow your advice, launch it. I talk about in class always you got contributors uh, and you got sort of creators. One's always contributing to the process and but one's always creating on the other side. When you're handed ten million dollars from your trust, you're not doing smart things with it. You're either a maker of money, someone who's not a maker of money or an inheritor of money. Right, so, so you're saying there's three basic topics there. People that are wealthy are not necessarily creators. Three things we're told to never talk about, right? Religion, politics, and uh, money. And uh, normally by the times they're 40, 50, they've had conversations about religion or politics, whatever. Yep. They've never had that conversation about money. We don't talk about money or sex in America. doesn't take stay on that side of town which is kind of different from this side do some photo shoots videos and so forth over there it says 545 so it's like six so golden hours like what seven to eight ladies and gentlemen on behalf of spirit of life i assume that i walk in there at some point at the very very quick beginning of he's going to say so tell me about yourself what do you do uh, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Yeah. Some type of question like that. Yeah. I think on that question is what I try to go into the concept. I'm trying to figure out a way to make that doc because I think once I get on that page and he realizes, oh, it, I think it would change the atmosphere of the room. Instead of me coming in as, I'm a dude that does podcasts and I'm trying to launch this podcast idea. I actually went through my sales numbers, right? Because I have a spreadsheet of all the sales and so, when I gave that, when I told you the concept of the, the highest platform salesperson, here's why I'm coming up with that. Number one, we're the largest company out there that does it. And out of the largest company that does it, I'm the number one speaker per data of the largest company. If I started with something like that, the docs of success resources, I think there'll be a higher level of mutual respect from the yeah, sure. And somewhere in there, I thought was, I, I wanted to go back and say, <clears throat> once I got picked up, I typically through your advice, I did not know where I was gonna go down, but when this opened up, I jump in here, it blows me up, I become the number one real estate trainer in the world. But in between that time of me growing from never doing it to becoming number one, I just went dark because I put all my focus, all my energy, everything I had into understanding this game from a macro to a micro level. I want to know what the person thought when they walked in the door, right? So I pulled out of everything and then the whole time all I freaking hear is you screaming at me on Facebook about your personal brand. So four months ago, six months ago, I go back and say, okay, I'm going to go relaunch it again and now it's totally different. I can launch from a different perspective, different angle. I think it sounds better if I start off and say, honestly, bros, 2010 is where it really started for me. I also like, no matter where, what question he asks, it's gotta start back when I start talking, then on his book, Crush It.
He doesn't have the ball now. He oh, sure does now, right? No, I would think so, right? Yeah, He's gonna yeah. have something from him, something, something. But yeah, this at least it's like at least got more guys. Namath could not do that today. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See what All right, Super Bowl three. You know, it's their one and only championship. The one and only man living the dream. What's his name is that on it? Right there. Oh, there he is right there. Wow, look at that, bro. All right, how much is this one? It's more money. Don't worry about it. No, don't. Just switch it right out. Don't worry. It's all good. There's more of one of these. Of course, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a signing. Yeah, yeah. That's so okay. what I'll do is I'm just going to tell him. I'll give him this and just tell him if he, uh, if he needs to exchange it. Of course, yeah. yeah. Hit you guys up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you guys can exchange it for him for cards or whatever it is. I'll shoot you guys a video of it. I have a video. Oh, that would be great. I'll yeah, shoot you guys a video that. of it happening. The girl that's gonna be Veronica, she left to go to, uh, to another event that we're doing out in San Antonio. She went ahead and left this morning. So I was in a meeting going over the podcast, we're gonna shoot and stuff uh, with my team. And then she texts me, she's like, bro, you need to go check your Instagram. They she just found it. Yeah. <laughs> they just hit you up. Oh yeah, we have this empathy uh, wine. Empathy that. wine. Yeah, I bought a case of that. You did you buy a case of yeah. it, bro? Take a picture with it. I'll, I'll show it to them. Perfect. You got the bottles. Let's do this. Let's take a photo. I'm gonna make you fold it back up. You okay with yeah. holding it back up? Wait, you just want me to hold it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll do it this way. <laughs> this that's the jersey right there. Did everyone get it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Little branding. <laughs> Little branding. This is like the launch of at least a month of hard work. At least a month. Man, oh man. This is the first time I've been nervous in a while. Those are legit. Those were, those are 
some of the ones that really, everyone's freaking out about the high tops. I'm gonna give the recap one more time and then we'll shoot from there and then ask you a question. So Gary, uh, obviously the cool part is uh, my whole life has like kind of been uh, of, of copied and <laughs> right behind what you sort of do through the process. And uh, 2010, I think you just released Crush It. I read the book, I'm in on vacation. Read the book, I go out, do the podcast, follow your advice, like you do with Wine uh, Library TV there, and uh, uh, launch it and build the content. A couple of years later, get picked up, do it for two, three years with nothing at all, no no, no money, no feedback, uh, get picked up by a huge company, launches my career, uh, but I pull, pull back, I stop doing the brand, but I spend the next two, three years teaching and training, so every week I train. And the topic is really about money and wealth and what it does and what it doesn't do, the good and bad of it. And uh, the biggest question is just trying to figure out as we talk to people is, is what is the one piece of money? Uh, trying to have like an authentic conversation about it in the sense of when these rooms, they'll sit there, they're 30, 40, 50 years old and they've never had a conversation about money. Yeah. It's like the three things we're told to never talk about, right? Religion, politics, and uh, money. And uh, normally by times they're 40, 50, they've had conversations about religion or politics, whatever. Yep. They've never had that conversation about money. We don't talk about money or sex in America. Yeah. Off limits. Can't do it. I don't. Yeah. So I'm part of that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it, sort of, it sort of drips down from generation to generation because once family has it and they learn certain words and certain key words yep. of why they can't have it, why they can't afford it. And it sort of goes from generation to generation through the process. So the whole point of this is how do we... How do we sort of break through that barrier and make money a okay topic to discuss? How Sounds do we great. make it legit where it's not a not taboo anymore in the policy? What's your thoughts, man? I think that's right. I think anything in the shadows is bad. Yeah. You know, I think we, I think money is one of those things. I couldn't agree with you more. Money and, I always say money and sex is something America is just uncomfortable with sharing, uh, me, me included. Um, but I think the concept's right and more importantly, like just the education around money. A whole part of it is most people don't understand the game of money. It's because people buy dumb stuff. Yeah. The biggest problem with money is people buy things. Random shit. Random shit. That they don't need. The amount of people listening right now that have bought stuff in the last six months that makes no goddamn sense if the world melts tomorrow is the issue. Is worthless. You think a lot of it goes back to the social media side of what we live in? No, I think it was happening before social media. I think yeah. it's normal human behavior yeah. to be insecure and care what people think. And thus you buy clothes and cars and diamonds and houses to try to project something to show people you're successful. Yeah. Uh, almost like a facade that people wear uh, just through the Keeping process. up with the Joneses. Yeah, keep up with the Joneses. Whole mentality. Right, very, very, I talk about in class always, you got contributors uh, and you got sort of creators, sort of middle class America, I call contributors wealthy. We call uh, creators to the process. One's always contributing to the process, and but one's always creating on the other side. And it seems like wealthy people are constantly creating uh, money and preparing for that. They always, always wealthy people, anticipate. You know, it's funny. Wealthy, I always think, I always break that into two buckets. Wealthy people that made their money. Yeah. Continue to create wealthy people that inherit their money. I think are defenders. Yeah, sit on it and protect it, protect it, protect it. They're afraid they're going to lose what they have, or completely just like, just you know, when you're handed ten million dollars as a twenty-five-year-old from your trust, you're doing all sorts of dumb shit. Right. You're either wasting it. You're either you're you're not you're not doing smart things with it. You're either a maker of money someone who's not a maker of money or an inheritor of money. Right, so, so you're saying there's three basic topics there. People that are wealthy are not necessarily creators because a lot of people that are wealthy weren't the people that created the wealth. Were the ones who actually created it. So you have those that create wealth, 
those that inherit wealth and those that don't create wealth. So that's right. Three, three overall yeah. buckets. You're yeah, I think that's, that, that's why I jumped in there. I think it's an yeah. interesting one because I think a lot about the ones that inherit Yeah. because I think they act more like the ones that don't create it. The contributor side of it. You know? And they I go think straight defense once they get it. It's all about defense. And I think people that look at people of wealth look for, at those people versus the ones that create it too often, yeah. which gets you into games like of luck and it eliminates people understanding what it takes to create money. Yeah. Creating money comes in two forms. My dad, my father, probably sits on more liquid money than I do and has never come close to making as much money as I did. Right. He just really doesn't buy anything. Right. Like he, I don't buy anything, he freaking really doesn't buy anything. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was just actually talking to the guy, I was just talking to Dustin before you, you, you got here. Uh, randomly, I didn't even know the context of this conversation. Somebody's been, a couple people have been jumping up on social and saying, you know what Gary, you keep saying that you didn't make any money until you were 34, but how did you have 50,000 bucks to invest in Facebook and Twitter? And I said, because I lived in a shithole in Springfield, New Jersey, <laughs> and paid 1100 bucks in rent, and even though I made 63000 yep. I didn't buy anything. Yep. So I was able to save $11,000 that year. Meanwhile, there's people that my company who make 100000 a year, who are living in a way too big of an apartment in Brooklyn, yep. who buy $4 coffee, who go to Coachella, who are wearing Supremes, and they make 100000 a year, and they saved negative 4000 this year, because they have a credit card. I didn't have a credit card. I did not have a credit card until I was 30 years old. I used my debit card. Anything that I was in my bank, I could spend. Anything I couldn't, I couldn't. Yep. Any classmen, there's people that make 30 grand, live paycheck by paycheck. And there's people that in the same classroom, same city, same area, make 200 grand. Paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck by paycheck, doesn't matter. And, and the person that makes 30 says if they make 60, it'd solve all their problems. And the person that makes 120 says if they made 180, it'd solve all their problems. Buying dumb shit. Yeah. I'm dying to know what percentage of Americans own a home that they used all their liquid on to put a down payment, that have maximized their expenses on their mortgage and lifestyle to maintain it, and don't use 40% of it. Yeah. Do you know how cliche the picture I just painted is? You bought the most expensive house you could afford. Yep. Whatever the mortgage lender uh-huh. said you're approved for. Uh-huh. They said 400, you bought 400. Uh-huh. Right? It which relevant means, to your budget. Which that means you're pressured on hitting the mortgage because it was predicated yeah. on that. Right. And it's you're not using 60% of the home. Right. Since vacant uh, storage rooms, uh, bedrooms become storage rooms, right? Uh, dining rooms are never entered dining into. Dining rooms. The yeah. fuck is a dining room in 2019? Right. Yeah. Who goes there? What do you like have a butler too? Like, what, like I mean, but I mean this. this I yeah. get passionate about this because if you bought a home with two less rooms, turn your third bedroom that you don't use for the kid you're gonna have in nine years as your dining room. Like, like don't have a dining. Like, like you know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah. Or don't or use the dining room as a bedroom and buy a three bedroom instead of a four bedroom or two bedroom instead of three bedroom. I'm passionate about this. And do you think it all goes back, stems back from the process of just not understanding the game of money or the education behind it, never I, taught it? I think money is actually, in it. I, it's funny, I was thinking about, I thought your opening question is, all right, Gary, finish this sentence. Yeah. Money is, and it was. I played it in my yeah, head yeah. right before we started, and it was funny what happened. Literally, my answer was, money is fine. Yeah. That's where my head went, it's fine. Like I understand the value. I hate when people watch or listen to me. Easy for you to say you have it. I'm like, you didn't know me in my 20s when I didn't. You didn't know me. You don't know me now. I I have a very funny relationship with money. I do not think I'm overly strategic. I have people around me that give me better advice than I take. Sure. It's like, I think money 
actually is an exposer of what's going on in your head. Mm. I think money like is a physical exposure. Like reveals what's really behind that curtain. Right I, I think money and social media are very similar in that they expose who you are. Interesting. Almost like a character revealer. I think money's a character revealer. Yeah. I think if you're insecure and and you want, your, your older brother was successful mm-hmm. and you're insecure about that, that you're gonna do everything you can to amass money in the short term and expend and deploy it to create a perception. Yeah. You think that, you, you know. As you agree with that, Jace? What? You don't react to a lot of stuff, like, you just believe in it. <laughs> it's just very real, like I just, you know, like, nobody knows how, like I have no idea when I look at everybody here, how much money they have saved, how much debt they're in, or anything about it. And that's what everybody is. But everybody can see, I can see Nate's wearing those Nikes, I can see the Patagonia hat on Jason's, yeah. I see your, like, and that's why people use it. Because we don't talk about money. Like, you know, I famously talk about this one story, I think you were my admin at the time, where somebody was really razzing me on social, like, you're a bad guy, Gary, you talk about buying the Jets, but you never tweet about charity like everybody else. And I was in a weird ass mood, and I fucking hit up the guy, and I met him at Starbucks on the Upper East Side, <laughs> and I brought my tax return. Oh, shit. And I showed him that I gave a ton to charity compared yeah. to my, and I go, what you're stupid about is my friends that you're putting on a pedestal in Silicon Valley, they talk about it yeah, yeah. on Twitter. And I know some of them don't do it. Right. I'm like, here's me, I'm sorry that I'm not comfortable promoting So like, I think that that's what I think about, those things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, God. I mean, there's that classic, like there was a really fun meme that was on Instagram a couple years ago where it showed Jay-Z as a kid and the big chains and all the jewelry and then Jay-Z today, plain black t-shirt, and he goes, this guy had three million bucks. This guy has 500 million bucks. And I think there's a, there's a very interesting thing about that. Which is first of all, if you like fine things, like I don't want to demonize people that want to buy a nice watch when they like genuinely like it. Right. Like if you, ch- you many people know, I know nothing about a car. If my car broke down on the side of the road, I have to call 911. <laughs> like I'm not even AAA, I'm like 911, I really, that's how bad I am. Like. But like, if you genuinely know Maserati, right. you understand it, you wash it every Saturday. Like a sunny day in the summer is like your dream if you live in the East Coast because you can't wait to drive it. If you're like, it's for you, that's amazing. The problem is 99% of, not 99, an enormous percentage of portion, things people sure. that buy is not for them. Yeah, It's for other people. You're trying to use it to get the girl. You're trying to use it to like show your dad that you're better than him. You're trying to do it to like one up your competitive sister. Your 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 new brother-in-law's a real dick, and, and like is all about money. And you're gonna sh- like it, it, insecure, insecure, insecure. And so, yeah, I've I've really gotten into a fascinating place in my mind about money and trying to get people to. Un- I'm asking them why. Why do they buy stuff? Because I think the biggest issue with money is not how much you make; it's how much you spend. Yeah, I really believe that. I think it goes back to because every. Again, it goes back to every person that has 30,000, 40, 50, 80, 100 grand a year. It doesn't matter how much they make because they spend all of it. We, we go over the process. If we make 50, we spend 50. We make 80. If we get approved for a loan for 200, we're going to get a loan for $200,000 for the house. It's irrelevant what we can afford. I watched afford. my parents become well off on not making that much money. Yeah. Just not spending. You're right. I went on two family vacations my entire life. Yep. Two. Two. I don't know what to say. Like, every t-shirt I wore 
for the first 15 years of my life was a liquor t-shirt that was free. <laughs> Being serious. That was like, free, really, give it really, to really. Him. Like, and we bought clothes, it was like Bradley's. Like I lived it, I, lived, I watched it in yeah. my face, I lived it. So it seems like, uh, just talking it out, out loud I hear, it's almost like we're getting this pro- process of money is revealing what's really behind that That's process right there. Money's That's re- a look, revealer. Look, there's a really, listen, I think my parents took it to the extreme. Sure. Like, anybody who's listening, like, you need to enjoy your life. It's a pretty simple question. Do you have any money? Like, like, how about that question? For everybody who's right, do you have any money? Like, in your bank account, is right. there money? Right now. Right now. Yeah. Do you have credit card bills and debt? Do you have money in your bank account? If you do not have money in your bank account, or you do, but your debt is greater than that. Which is zero, right. You have to change your lifestyle. Something's off. It goes back to, I think it all goes back to just the understanding how that game of money is, is freaking played through the process and the lack of understanding. I think it's part of it goes into even from the time that they're, I know you hit this topic a lot, but even from the time they're 18, 19, they go to college and it's the one time that they could go borrow with back loans, or whatever, they can go borrow crazy amounts of money to go to a college to get a degree in philosophy. You know what I mean? I don't want to talk about this. It always <laughs> gets me in trouble. Like it's just, it's devastating. Yeah. It's devastating because you can't declare bankruptcy. No, it's, it's, it's like the one thing like that and like HOAs. It's, it's, it's the, the weird. It's the biggest racket. It's not weird. It's a racket. Yeah. I didn't Why can you it. declare bankruptcy from everything else but not college loans? Like yeah. let's ask basic questions. And that's why, but that's why they give it to all these 18 year old kids because they know they can't get rid of it. These are very basic questions. It's not yeah. super complicated. I'd like to know. Could somebody answer it? It's because college's brand was created. I mean, it's just a racket. It's a fucking racket. Yeah, there's a new article that just came out. that said like kids from like uh, born in 81 to 96 are the generation has the biggest amount of debt uh, moving forward. Uh, because they were in that hyper phase of going to college with massive amounts of money. If you're born from 81 to like 96, it's an insane amount of debt yeah. that those kids are in right now. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes me mad. Makes me sad. Like, it just makes me sad. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Just not understanding. And again, it goes back. Again, I keep saying because it, it all goes back to just not understanding what the process is, not understanding what that game, how to do it, or not never being taught, never being addressed. But isn't the teaching very basic? Like, I'm sure you. It's probably more complicated than I like it to. But I keep things basic. Like, sure. don't spend more than you have. Let's start with that. Yeah. Or but- make an investment that is practical. The reason I have a problem with college is your diploma when you come out now doesn't carry the weight it used to. Right, yeah. It does not carry the same weight. It's not super complicated. Mm. Like it's, it's not, I have no problem with college, go to college. When you leave, your diploma from Florida State, from Arizona State, from, you know, wherever, Michigan, it doesn't, it's not 1992. And it costs three times more. Three times more, four times more. Three times more, four times more, like it flipped. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like sports cards. Now they're about to be worth something again. They hadn't been for the last 20 years. It's just the market. I'm sorry that college's market flipped. I'm sorry that I, you know, everybody in the housing world got mad at me a year ago when I was like, listen, if you're an offensive entrepreneur, buying a house is bad, you're taking liquid off the table. Nobody knows that you own a house if you're worried about that. So use that money of your down payment to keep investing and staying on the offense in your 20s and 30s when it's a good idea to do that. Yeah. I don't know, like my relationship with money for people and myself is very simple, which is A, what do you need to be happy? Like one of the things, you know, I transitioned with my wealth creation where I do have certain things, like I don't need to have a house in the Hamptons. That's not inexpensive. 
Um, I also didn't want to end up being my parents where it was such an extreme, like, am I enjoying my life? But in lieu to what I still make or what I'm worth or things of that nature, I don't live anywhere close to like up to that threshold. So I'm just at a higher plane, but I'm still playing immigrant. Yeah. Whether you're making 50,000 and living 35,000 or you're making 13 million and living 6 million, like it's still the same game. And I just don't understand how people continue to spend more money than they have. And that, and that. I apologize, some kid hits me up the other day. Gary, you talk about working for free or 12 bucks an hour, how the fuck am I supposed to do that living in the Bay Area? <laughs> Don't live in the Bay Area, dick. Yeah, move. Move! Rocket science though. It's like they'll never go through that process. Uh, to, it's called entitlement. Yeah. Why? Uh, yeah, again, you could, again, it's just funny because I, I teach all, all around the nation and it was in San Jose. Now they're over there making, instead of making 80 grand, they're making 300 grand but this exact same boat they're sitting in from the guy in Kentucky making $75,000 a year. 100%. It's exact same process. They can they get up and they talk about why well, I make 300 grand salary for this or that, right? But you understand you're 100% maxed out on everything. You're And then I want to go into their house. Yeah. When somebody stands up and goes, "I make 300,000 a year, but I'm broke and I'm sad and like help me. I want to be like I want to go in your house." Yeah. And when I walk in, the amount of dumb shit sitting in your basement and garage that you've used twice and why? And, and then when I get to your house, you have a landscaper. Yeah. What the fuck is the landscaper? You like that one? Right? <laughs> but I'm right about, like, I mean, I, like I can imagine already. I'm super sad, Gary. Come and audit. Okay, drive up Tuesday afternoon. There's a landscaper. I'm like, what the fuck is the landscape? Yeah. You're upset. I'm broke. You're broke. What the fuck do you have a landscaper for? Cut yeah. your own lawn, asshole. Right. Right. You walk into the house like, fucking. There's seven fucking plasm TVs in seven different rooms. Like really? Random art stuff everywhere. Like, you open the fridge, like, fuck this $80 fucking gourmet milk. Or eight, you know, maybe not 80, you know, but like, where, why do you have a $39 bottle of champagne? Yeah. Like, people are incapable of living to their means. And when I say means, I mean 20 to 40% below their income. That's the, that's the number that you would, I, I'm pulling off the top of your head you know, right now. Yeah, right. completely yeah, yeah, out of yeah, my just, ass. I have yeah, no yeah. idea. Just you probably know shit, better. Right? I, there's probably some national, like, inf- there's some probably good information. My answer, as much as possible. Like, dude, I made 34, 34, 42, 48, 75. That was the big conversation with my dad when I was 27. I was like, dad, yeah. you know, like, hey, like, could I, like, fuck, I feel like I should pay my stuff. <laughs> Business is doing 15 million now. You know, like, Come on. But like, I made no money. But fuck, man, I spent none. But you had, you still had money though. Had Even money. though you made none, you 10, still had money. Saved. Thirty thousand saved. Fifty thousand saved. Seventy thousand saved. Went up every year. I didn't spend money. And when the opportunity came, that money created the, fucking more money. All these, Gary. Fuck you. If I was really making money, I'd be a trillionaire. I would have fucking put a million into Facebook and made yeah. fucking quadrillion. Yep. Yep. Fuck. If I was making money. If I was making money, you think I would have fucking started this company in a fucking. <laughs> conference room of buddy media <laughs> people don't save money and refuse to as simple as it is like the most basic if I spend less than you make I, isn't that some, it somehow they can't they can't understand it and then of course it grows right money's always a, sort of a growing thing and you get to the group that has more and more money or the entrepreneur that did go out and crush it using your terminology right followed your advice and uh, uh, do you ever see this maybe this will be the last question or do you ever see where um Someone hyper-focuses, uh, sometimes he's in class, where they hyper-focus 
on some random business. They own a print shop or whatever it is. They open up some whatever it is and they hyper-focus on that. But really to me, it seems like the reason they started this ABC company, landscape company, print shop, was really to be able to create some more money to, to, to go do what they want to go do, whatever that passion is, that the, the real driving force behind it. But it seems like they refuse to, again, it's like, well, it's like they refuse to talk about it, acknowledge it, go through it. They'll learn everything about ABC company print shop, but nothing about the language of money or the game of money. At five, six, seven years later, they're, they're still in that same rat race, small uh, circle. Why do you think people buy things? Oh, I think it's true. I think they buy things to impress people, period. That's it. This is why, listen, That's it. That's it. I'm, I hate the thought of being a motivational speaker. Yeah. I hate the idea of being theoretical and not practical. The last five years of my life have forced me into some of these theories and these higher level things because I'm giving people the advice. It's black and white advice. They don't have the mental infrastructure to be able to take it. Do you think they're looking for like a secret magic yes. magic thing? If I had the this or did this. The same reason diet pills work. Yeah, yeah, sure, yep. Hey guys, eat well, yeah. exercise every day. Eat less calories, burn more calories. <laughs> diet coach, Gary V. Diet coach, ready? I'm gonna be a financial <laughs> and diet coach in two seconds, ready? <laughs> Burn more calories than you consume. eat and consume. Spend less money than you make. Yeah. I have just solved 88% of every Instagram post in the world. Yeah. And put a lot of companies out of business that sell other stuff. Yeah. People prey on insecurity. Well played. Well said. And I'm very, very much trying to create the opposite energy. Wow. People prey on insecurity. Yep. Interesting. Are you a bad mom? <laughs> that late night commercial. So, you're really yeah. in trouble. Shit, that's am me. I? Fuck yes. What? Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah, I am. Not, you know. Now that you mention it. Uh huh. Wow. So people pay on the insecurity, and that's part of it. Interesting, bro. The Im- that's why the imagery is important, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, whatever subject you're talking about, like you're a guy. They show somebody with abs and the pretty girl and the house. Yeah, yeah. And you're like I want. Like it's just all this stuff. Yep. That's why I'm super proud of what I'm up to. It's There's cool, no man. flash. Like, I'm posting pictures of me and little my little ponies, not cash, you know? Like, <laughs> At a garage sale. Yeah, so like, to me, it's important what I'm actually doing. That, that garage sale stuff, there's a purpose there. Yeah, you're it's, showing that, I mean, that's the, that's the grassroots of, of anybody can go freaking do it. When I watch that and see that, yeah. when people say, I don't have any money, I literally go back to those episodes and say, then it's get your fucking way, ass outside. It's, it's how it started. And go there. Five dollars. Because don't tell me you don't have five bucks. I mean, if you have five bucks, you didn't tell me that everybody on earth has an iPhone. Yeah. Every single <laughs> yeah. homeless person that yeah. I've given money oh, to. Yeah. In New York, the last, they're everywhere. You know, everybody, oh, everywhere. everybody yeah. has an iPhone. Yeah. But they're also broke because it's a thousand bucks and then they charge it. And my thing about the market, one thing I love about garage selling and eBay is there's no man in the middle. Yeah. Nobody's not not hiring you because you're a minority. It's up to you. I love that. Yep. You know, that's why I love the market. You know, nobody's not. People, it's not biased. People at talk all. about like there's bias, and they're so right. And mm-hmm. I hate that about yeah, the sure. world. But when you play with the market, there is nobody in the middle to be biased. Mm-hmm. eBay is not biased. If you're trying to raise capital from a venture capitalist, there's bias. Yep, should be, could be. Might be by the way, you know who gets destroyed by those were people? Me. I wasn't a good student. Like 22 year old me is raising no capital. Forget about being white or whatever. <laughs> no capital. You went to Mount Ida College, you're a loser. Right. So like there's, there's, 
school bias, there's clearly racial and gender bias, but there's all sorts of bias, so don't be at the mercy of somebody. Go buy fucking t-shirts and flip them on eBay. Build up $100,000 after four and a half years. Do an immigrant style, not yep. an entitled style. Two different, two totally different games right there. That's a good one, man. Right? In- immigrant versus entitlement style. Entitlement is, I should raise, I can't get capital for my, you want people to give you money on your idea and it's worth $4 million? That's fine, but like, I'm far more excited about teaching people how to make money than yeah. how to raise it. Yeah, how to create it or how to ra- make it versus how to hopefully someone gives it to you. So yep. use the word entitlement. I think it's a good one, I'm gonna use that. Have an immigrant mentality versus, when it comes to money, have an immigrant mentality versus entitlement mentality. There's a reason immigrants win. When you come from shit and you come here and you live in shit, like you're not, you just came from a country of shit. Yeah. Like you're not, you know, like, you're like, all right, I'll just live in this cockroach fucking shit place <laughs> for four years, but I'll save all my money and we'll buy a nice house. Yeah. It's a tortoise in the hair. Immigrants are tortoises. Yeah. Entitled second generation middle class people are hair. And they gotta keep with the Joneses. They've done it their whole lives. That's right. And they saw their parents do it. They saw their parents live that way and Yep. That's it. You sort of saw it from your side too. You saw your parents live a certain way. Yep. Of the immigrant style. Yep. That that sort of bred into you naturally without even attempting. It's just that was what was saw, that's what you did. And then there and a then lot you, of things happened, right? I was good at making, and I am, and will continue to be great at making money. Yeah. So that's a talent, so that makes it easier, I get that. But there was another thing, I don't value it, which is a dangerous uh, or great thing. It depends yeah, on how. We're on that line, right? Right, it's yeah. a very fine line. If you're great at making it like me, it mm-hmm. can be an incredible happiness radar. That's what's happened with me. Yeah. If you're not great at making it, then you can get careless with it if you don't care about it. But like, it just, it still comes down to outside affirmation. Mm. So it all sums up for it. I don't know if you know about this hood game called Big Wallet, Little Wallet. Mm. So one of my favorite games in college, when I went with all these hoodsters (laughs) out of college, was there's a game in the streets called Big Wallet, Little Wallet. Yeah. And here's how you play. You roll up on somebody and you say Big Wallet, Little Wallet. And if they say bet, that means you both pull out all the money you have, and whoever has more money takes the other person's money. <laughs> you say bet. They're acknowledging I'll take, I'll if take I the rolled wager. up to Nate right now and said big wall, little yeah. wallet, and he's like, I'm in? Yeah. And here's the funny thing, like these days, back then I carried $1,000 in cash, cash at all times, because yeah. I didn't have, because ATM, like I didn't even have an ATM card until I was 25, let alone, so I used to be cash. Um, there's something about that game that I wish was mainstream at the highest levels because then maybe it would help people not have to prove themselves with buying dumb shit. I, I almost think the world would be in a much better place if on your chest was a rolling count of how much money you had. Yeah, no, It would sure. just allow, let's just make it basic. Instead of buying dumb shit, let's just all play big wallet, little wallet publicly and all of a sudden the guy with jeans and t-shirt and says 7.9 million, what the fuck? Yep. Naturally, everybody would start to play that game, and naturally, they'd hold on to all their money. Versus, you should really play. Jason, you should you and the, people that <laughs> feel like you're carrying. I'm carrying no cash. I don't I carry any cash. Yeah. I have all cards right now. You want to play Nate? Nate, let's do it. <laughs> I really want you guys to play. But do you, get no, it. no, but you you have it. You both have your wallets. You want to play with me? I really don't think I have any money. Yeah, I mean, I might have like. You did just won 12 bucks. I'll play. You'll play? I'll play. All right, go get it. I have no idea. I, I literally, this is not a joke. 
I either have 60 bucks or zero bucks <laughs> in my wallet. I just think it would be good for the content. We should play Big Wallet, Little Wallet. Big Wallet, Little Wallet. If you had that number counting on someone's chest rolling of how much money they had, everybody, everybody hyper-focus on keeping what they actually had. Uh-oh, Jason feels good, I think. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna lose. I mean, he really wanted it. He did want it. He did want it. This is an easy win for him. You got it? Oh, is it, you had it the whole time? All right, you good? Big wallet, little wallet. Who's gonna call it? <laughs> oh, we got a five. We got a ten. We got another ten. Ooh, I'm up a dollar. Up a dollar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one. That's all I got. That's all you got. Five. So I got five. five. I'm down fifteen, right? No, I'm down fourteen. Oh, oh, this is a close one. Oh no. <laughs> Six, seven, <laughs> like 20, 30, 40, 52, right? 40? I think yeah. so. 45. Yeah. 52. That was a good game, bro. This is pretty cool. That's it. Now you'll know. Yeah. Bigger cash in the office. Big wallet, little wallet. Huge win. Huge win. I just, I just want money. This is called making money. Money is big wallet. <laughs> Nate, that's how it's done. <laughs> that's how you make money, America. <laughs> Big wallet, little wallet. All right, brother. Gary, man, Thank appreciate you for it. Me. Thank you, man. Thank appreciate you, me on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Gary. Hey, man. I got. I did get some for you. Thank you. I got some for you, bro. So I, when I came into town, I bought you a. Uh, this is crazy, dude. Last night I came in, I bought you a Joe name with football. Okay. Then I fucking woke up this morning on my Gary diet, and I saw you had. Fucking Joe Namath in here. So I said, shit, he's probably probably already got it. So I went back. This is cool, man. The That's store. Unbelievable. Check this out. The store that I bought her from locally, I told him that I was gonna interview. They're huge fans, bro. They're a baseball card shop, memory shop. And uh, and so here's what happened. So I told him yesterday, I said, bro, I'm gonna go interview Gary. They had a couple pieces of Jets stuff for you. And um, uh, I bought the Joe Namath football. The guy chases me down on Instagram. I didn't give my card, didn't give my information, got my receipt. He, he saw that you were joining within the town. He said, shit, I just told this guy this this uh, football. He chases me down on Instagram, direct messaging me and says, bro, come in. I'll return it for you, exchange it, exchange it for you, get something else for Gary, okay? So I go back and he gives me, this is the last piece he had of Jets. Here's the... Uh, oh, 69. 69. You may have it. No, you may I have, have the it. helmet, but not the jersey. So this is a 69 team, uh, all signed from all 12 of them. Little wallet, big wallet. And uh, this is the certificate. And uh, there's this card right there, bro. So here's what's cool. When I, when I went back, I want you to know this because I told him I'm recorded. Yeah. So, no, no, dude. So when I was there, I want to be completely honest. When I was there, that was more than a football. Okay? I'm sure And he said, hey, if you're going to give it to Gary, then he said, I'll, I'll switch you straight up. I'll give it to you. But then the dude gives me this. Cause he goes in to meet you. He said, "Man, take it as is." He said, "Hopefully, Gary likes it." Then we're there. You got a, you got a video? You got a picture of it? Uh, I'm there. He's like, "Dude, I'm a huge fan." He said, "I, I bought Empathy Wines daily. Why did he come out?" And I said, you, "You're not, you're not that big of a Gary fan." He said, "No, bro, I have it in the back." We went back there. He has Empathy Wines. So I took a photo. Just to show it to you. So 
let's just do this. Own the store, full of baseball cards. He said, dude, I'll shut down my whole store. I'll let Gary shop in there. Uh, right down here, down the road. So. Oh yeah, yeah. One, one little thing here, bro. So this is just for me for my personal office. Yeah, I'm gonna do an interview on Grant Cardone next. Yeah. I got Kevin on there, a bunch of people. So I made these little metal frames with my office. And it says, "Money is the one word that you were talking about." And uh, Am I 30 behind? Right, over here to Adam.